0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. According to you, Lord. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And he replied to him, friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? And then he said to the crowd, take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. And then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. And he asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for so many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night Your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus, it will be for all who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: I have often seen, and perhaps you have too, what can happen to a a very close and loving family when it comes to a matter of inheritance, of a will. There can be tensions. They can become fragmented. People won't speak to one another for years because they were left out Someone got something they didn't think they should have had, something they thought was promised to them. And they resent it. Sometime go down to probate court, and ask them to tell you some of the stories they hear. But Aunt Alice wanted me to have this. Well, Aunt Alice didn't mention you in her will, so you're not getting it. And then there becomes a certain bitterness. And all of a sudden, Aunt Alice isn't the sweet old aunt that she'd once been because she didn't remember me in her will. I remember once in the old days when most men wore cufflinks in a large family of different ages. But A gave to B a pair of cufflinks. When B died, C was his executor. And since the cufflings were mentioned, he took the cufflings. When A realized that C was wearing the cufflings he gave to B, he was angry and he said, I gave those to B, not to you, I want them back. So C returned the cufflings to A. The years passed and A died. As it turns out, C was his executor too. You know who has the cufflinks. Uh, It's a strange thing with possessions and what we think we have coming to us. Do you know, envy, covetousness, which is the desire for something at the expense of somebody else, I want what you have at your expense, is the one sin from which we derive no pleasure whatsoever. Every other sin will bring some pleasure, however twisted or perverse it might be, But not envy. Envy is simply a very painful, frustrating experience. And yet, it's so common. Today's Gospel, our Lord encounters this. The last two weeks we've had uh, Gospels about prayer. Martha and Mary. Martha, Martha, you are busy about many things. One thing alone matters. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. And last week with the Our Father, and the instructions about prayer, and how prayer is supposed to open us up to what God wants to give us. But today, there's someone in the crowd, we are told. No name. To some extent, he symbolizes all humanity. He's been with our Lord. He's heard our Lord speaking. Imagine being in his presence and listening to him. And after all that, the one thing that's on his mind is what he can do for him by way of his inheritance. Not his salvation, not holiness, not a radical change of life. But the problem is with his brother he thinks. Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. That's all God is good for, getting us what we want. Tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And our Lord is very direct with him, friendly but direct. Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? The man must have been put off but especially since our Lord goes right from there to tell a parable about a fool. Uh, I don't know whether the man made the connection or not. He may have been too caught up in his inheritance to think about that, but he is being told what he is regarding his desire for money. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't such a thing as justice and rights and things like that. There are, but what do you really have a right to? He says to take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Uh, I mentioned once before, some years ago, remember that bumper sticker? A good many years ago that said, in the end, the one with the most toys wins. Uh, no, they don't. And so he tells this parable about the rich fool, who thinks he has everything together because he has, it, he has had... Such a wonderful harvest. He will build larger barns to store his grain and other goods. And then he says, Now, you have so many good things stored up for so many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Remember see, who got the cufflinks? Someday D is going to get them. Uh, everything we have passes. That first reading is so beautiful. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. There are many beautiful things that we encounter through life, and that's very, and they're all fine as long as they're part of our journey and not the goal of our journey. Many things. and The acquisition of wealth, most of us have to have some to get buy in life, uh, demands uh, industry, intelligence, Patience, perseverance, all very good things. But they are not the goal of of our lives, and that's not where we are going. As again, God is so direct with this man. Uh, Where will all of this go? To whom will they belong? Where is our treasure? Remember those words, you know, the vanity of vanities is beautiful. There's another translation of that by Monsignor Ronald Knox. Vanity of vanity says it very well, all things are vanities. What he said was, a shadow's shadow, a world of shadows. That's all they are compared to God, who is our real goal and the only possession we should ever really want to have. In the end, and all other things are meant to take us there. I mention this often in funerals. All the beautiful things in life are simply glimpses of God, and we should see them that way. Uh, for it, it would be better for all who store up treasure for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. In the second reading, to keep your eyes on the greater things. Seek that which is above, and all other things will fall into place. Everything will be in balance. So, what then do we have by way of the greatest gifts and the greatest treasures? Are those things that God has given to us? And the thing for which we most give thanks is what we are doing here today the gift of his body and blood. What does Eucharist mean anyway except Thanksgiving? This is the great treasure. If we have this, we have everything. If we don't have this, we have nothing. So we need to change our our vision. From time to time we have to go inside and begin to rethink our own attitude towards the world in which we live. And think this is my greatest treasure, what must I give for this? Like last week, the treasure in the field, the pearl of great price, all brings us here. If this is our greatest treasure, everything else will be where it's supposed to be. Everything else we possess will be in some way something that helps us move towards the kingdom of God. As I said, without this, we're only going to find ourselves. And when we found that alone, we really don't have anything. So, we go on now to refocus, to rethink, to restructure, and we begin also a new relationship with the God who calls us to himself. The whole cosmos only has meaning in him. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members uh, will always seek that which is above, especially the church suffering, we pray to the Lord. Lord may our prayer. For all nations of the world, especially our own, and for our politicians, they will be concerned about true justice. And true peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that they may know that in their suffering they are united to the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, for all those who suffer from a passion for material things, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For greater respect for human life the laws that will protect it, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for an increase in vocations to priesthood and a consecrated life, those young men and women who will give up all things for the sake of the kingdom of God, for a greater reverence for the heroism of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord, they may then see all things through that light. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. For all of us here and for our whole parish, for whom this mass is being offered, that we will constantly be able to move more closely to the kingdom of God by relinquishing the things of this world. We pray to the Lord. Today, in a particular way, the Feast of St. John Vianney, for all parish priests, especially the priests of our own diocese during these difficult times, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing.